your positive, positive, positive imprint. Stories are everywhere. People and their positive action inspire positive achievements. Your PI could mean the world to you. Get ready for your positive imprint. Hello, this is Catherine, your host of the Variety Show podcast, Your Positive Imprint. This show features people from all over the world whose positive achievements are inspiring positive actions. This podcast is free, but please remember to leave positive reviews and hit those five stars. Well, Christy Sobel is defying the odds after surviving a horrific car accident that took her baby and crushed Christy's L4 and L5 spinal disc. Matters worsened for Christy when an artificial disc was implanted into her spine. Following that procedure brought more torment and pain for Christy, and that chronic pain continues today. But Christy is an amazing prize fighter. She has taken her experiences and is turning them into positive imprints for you. She shares her experiences and positive imprints here on Your Positive Imprint. What's your PI? Christy, welcome. Thank you for having me. It's an honor, absolute honor. Oh, that's so nice. Well, it's I'm thrilled to have you. I'm I'm so sorry about some of your struggles, but my gosh, you're you are turning your life into this amazing, as you call it, prize fighter, as I call it, positive imprint. Absolutely. <laughs> You know, being a prize fighter, prize is life, fighters the comeback. So that's what I feel like every day is you're climbing in the ring to make a comeback in life. Oh, and you're doing a great job. And can you share a little <laughs> bit about yourself? Yeah. I grew up in a tiny rural town in southern Colorado. My family lives there. And I grew up on a ranch with horses and pigs and sheep and cow. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> and went on to college, received, uh, got my degree in speech communication and minor in sociology. I knew from a very young age that I wanted to lend my voice to those that do not have one. And I never knew the gravity of which that was going to be true. So as time went on, I did a lot of different things such as I created my own uh, handbag line. It was multifunctional. You could wear it five different ways, uh, simply because I wanted something you can wear around your waist, and I did not want to wear a fanny pack, so I created it. And fortunately, it turned into five manufacturers when I was done, and I sold it. So it was a, a tremendous experience. Shortly after that, the accident happened, and the rest is uh, fighting for life. Wow. Okay. So I there's a lot here. <laughs> so Southern Colorado. What yes. part of Southern Colorado? 30 miles from the New Mexico border. Because we're over in Tierra Maria. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. You are the rural part there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you're just over the border on the other side, so the eastern part. Yes. Well, and then you were raised on the farm. What were your chores like growing up? I still have chores. <laughs> and uh, Don't I have we a horse. <laughs> I have a horse and he we rescued him and he's old and he's like a pet. He follows you around everywhere you go. 
and loves to leave presents everywhere he goes. So, yep, that means the shovel, pitchfork, and wheelbarrow is going all the time. But uh, fortunately, my folks live there, like I said, and they run cattle. And it is a ranch where they have a little bit of everything. And they also grow alfalfa. So it's kind of a mix of things. And um, I started barrel racing at a very young age and did the circuit for a while. Um, So I have a lot of small town in me, but also a big city girl in me as well. Wow, how exciting. So the barrel (laughs) racing, and I I did that in Girl Scouts. Did you? (laughs) I did. I loved it. It it was so much fun, and it's, it's, wow, it's exciting. And so you obviously know quite a bit about horses. It helps you be more rounded as an individual, I think, playing in sports and really adventuring out of my comfort zone at a young age. It has enabled me to do just about anything in life now. And I think because of that, I am always reaching beyond my comfort zone. Yeah, and I think that that's a positive imprint, is when we do reach beyond our comfort zone, because then we find our, wow, it's not just that we find ourselves in a different fashion, but our experiences along the way provide a much wealthier uh, piece of us yes um, especially when it comes to positive imprints and then I love what you said you wanted to in speech communications you wanted to lend your voice to those who don't have one you have a handbag or you had a handbag line what was that handbag line called the name of it was Laneige purse and Laneige meant uh, snow in French it was my little bitty dog that was the sweetest little thing in the whole wide world. And I just, it was inspired so I can keep my hands free and have her with me at all times. So I named it after after her. But it was neat because I started out of my own house because I couldn't find something that suited what I wanted. And so I created my own out of materials that I was familiar with on the ranch. And as women saw me, they asked me where could they find one, buy one. So I started taking orders and I started creating more. And then it grew to a point where I needed a manufacturer. So I I found one in the United States and started creating it. And it just grew from there to do New York Fashion Week and, uh, you know, beyond. So a lot of different celebrities have worn my bags. How very exciting, just from from in, from your conception of this idea to how you went about it. I think that's amazing. <laughs> and, and certainly listeners who want to start something in the fashion industry can certainly get a hold of you and you can give them Absolutely. tips on, on how to do this. As far as the accident goes, Christy, you don't need to talk about the accident unless you want to. Otherwise, we can talk about your positive imprints following it. That is totally up to you. No, we can discuss the accident. I think it's a huge part of me. It doesn't define me, but it's really set me on my path today. And I think the best way to talk about it is just, you know, give the outline of it. I was sitting at a red light in Florida 
and a gentleman dropped his cell phone, hit the gas and out the brake and hit me from behind. And I lost my daughter and it crushed my L4-5 disc. I needed surgery and we decided to do an artificial disc replacement. It was implanted in the L4-5 region and it was significant. In that time, it was the first of its, of its kind come into the United States. So it was technology had boomed. So trying to eliminate fusion because fusion is forever. When I woke from surgery, my head and body didn't feel attached. And for that second, I knew the life I knew was over. I, I had so many horrific complications set in from my heart to my kidneys. I couldn't, I couldn't digest food. I, it was just, had a lot, a lot, a lot of severe problems, but we stabilized me, got out of hospital. And through the course of a year, I slowly started to waste away. I knew something was wrong. They couldn't figure out what was happening until it was on, somebody emailed me and said, go get tested for autonomic neuropathy, which I did. And I was, I was diagnosed with autonomic neuropathy. It's an incurable illness. At the L4-5, when they replaced the disc, with that artificial device, it was so large, they had to move the autonomic nerves significantly. In doing so, when they released them, they stretched them out, rendering them useless. So the ability to dig digest food on my own or, uh, you know, control of bladder, bowels, my heart, the, you know, the temperature of my body, all of these things were now said and done. There was no fixing it. And I was given about two months to live. And my drive home, I was about 80 pounds in bald, and I didn't know if I had anything left in me. And as I said at a red light, no answer was coming. So as soon as the light turned green, I hit the gas and headed straight for a cement column. And just before impact, I started screaming, I want to live. So I went home, researched the illness, and then I sought out the expert that said if the artificial device came into the United States, what was going to happen? It took me about two weeks to hear from him. And he said, I'm so sorry, there's nothing I could do, good luck. So the following day, I boarded an airplane, flew out, sat on his doorstep and said, if I'm going to die, you're going to watch me. And from that moment forward, he became my doctor. We built a team of doctors around the world that helped me with my various complications. And we have made a comeback, made a comeback, which is absolutely phenomenal. The odds were not in my favor for this. Wow, what year was this? This was in 2006, and it oh, was... Oh, look at you, all these years <laughs> later. Prize fighter, indeed. Absolutely. <laughs> so everything I do today, I wake up, and I am very grateful to be alive and have the ability to make another incredible day, make my footprint along the way. Well, 
Christy, wow, you have endured a lot. And out of all of that, you have been providing these positive imprints all over the world. (laughs) You lost so much that day in the accident. And life does change so quickly. And we don't know what our next second is going to bring in life. And you've been able to really pull everything together. And that was great to tell the doctor, you're going to go through this with me. (laughs) Well, I think when you're fighting for your life, and I'm so um, straightforward, and I'm not afraid of jumping into something and say, look, I need your help, like it or not. I don't know, no can't or not possible. So let's do this. So that's that's probably that's why my name is Sobel. Most people call me S O B. Yes, yes, because I'm that way. <laughs> oh, Christy. <laughs> You've been nothing but a delight in all of our communications. <laughs> I always like making people laugh. I think that's the biggest and the most profound thing. I I cried for so long that I now laugh and make people laugh because there's so many tragedies in today's world and we all have difficulties and things that are thrown at us that you either sink or swim. And I think I always like to add some humor into it because if you don't, um, it's too easy to go down that rabbit hole. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about those positive imprints that kept you from going down that rabbit hole? (laughs) (laughs) I think some of the neatest things that I have done have been within the past couple of years. I have, since autonomic neuropathy doesn't truly have anything or enough money dedicated to it to be able to do something about the horrificness of it, I had to find others that suffered the same autonomic neuropathy issues or autonomic damage. And it was some of the NFL players that I finally started connecting with. And when they are hit, they get a concussion that messes up their neurological system. And by doing and hearing their stories, one after another after another, I reached out to them, and lo and behold, we have a lot of the same things. So I teamed up, I'm teaming up with them. I am the spokesperson for Two Skull. It is a company that has provided the caps underneath the NFL helmets this year, and it helps protect the brain from the, hitting the skull the seriousness of the of the concussion to help cut down on that. So that is a big, big thing to find them, sit down with them, talk to them on how it has affected their life. Also about having these new caps without would they allow their children to play football? It opened up a broad spectrum for me and finding a home of people that were just like me. And that's really, really what I wanted to do is not only provide some kind of money and funding and bringing notoriety to the fact that autonomic neuropathy is so prevalent today, 
but I also wanted to do something to stop it from happening. And when I teamed up with this company, uh, they started creating caps for everyone with anything to do that could damage your brain to get a concussion, everything from horseback riding to soccer, football, baseball, anything that that you have a chance of ha- you know, hitting your head, they've created. And it's going to revolutionize and change the, the trauma that we have, um, you know, in these active sports, these physical sports. That's fantastic. So did you, when, when you teamed up with Tesco, did, was, were they already in the process of doing this or was it something that you were bringing to the forefront in a hard set with these NFL players so that it could get done? The two skull is the number two, and then the word skull. And they were a company that were oh, they existed prior to uh, knowing me. The issue of devices and various things that come into the country, you have a lot of different issues. But this company is small, and they came up with this, but they never got the chance to be on the big screen. And with the NFL giving them a chance, I just so happened to meet somebody on LinkedIn that knew of football players, and they introduced me to those some of these men that have had severe concussions throughout their lives or their their career. And so I kind of met everyone through different people and made my way to to Skull. And they knew my story, and it just was a hit. We just, we just, yeah, joined forces. Amazing. That's so wonderful. Yes, absolutely. And so I'm guessing that T-Skull is going to, or T-Skull is going to yes. make these also for high school players and college players. And it's going to be all across the gamut. It is. Even for Pee-Wee. I mean, children that are active and they wear headgear, we need to have this cap on under it. And it'll cut down on children, hopefully in their formative years, from from having severe brain damage for any falls, etc. like that. But they also, for soccer, you name it, they do it. But they, but they, the biggest thing that they have started to do is... If you have already had a concussion and you've had brain surgery, they have created caps for you to wear to protect your head after that, you know, through the healing process, which they have crossed over into the medical area. So they are really, truly trying to help us let the kids play active sports, let everybody be a part of that, but do something about uh, concussions, brain damage, before it happens. Yeah, and these are going to be coming out, or they're out already? They're out already. They're out already. So you can go to the number 2 skullcom and you can look them up. And uh, they, like I said, are fantastic, fantastic. Wow. I, this is so interesting. It's a phenomenal product. 
The other big imprint that I have found myself involved in, this past March, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. Oh, dear. And it was uh, stage one. The lump was removed. I went through chemo and radiation. But going through chemo, (sighs) to hear you have cancer is one thing. And your mind races. So my mind is thinking I have an incurable illness and now I have cancer. Oh, my goodness. And how is my body going to hold up? What's going to happen? And then a part of me said, the big thing is when you look in the mirror, it's one thing to feel sick, but to look sick is a whole other. So when it came to chemo and losing my hair, I I didn't want to go through that again. It was too hard. I did it once already. And I started finding, started looking online to see what can be done about it. And I so happened to find a company that has been out there for a while. And they are Digna Cap. And what it is, they've created a cap that goes on your head that freezes your hair follicles before the chemo can reach them, saving majority, well over a majority of your hair. I was able to keep a lot of mine. It's significant because you can still live your life, but then it doesn't revolve around cancer. So you can live a active life and not uh, be too, too, I think when you see yourself, feel you're sick and see yourself sick, it changes your attitude. It brings the gloom and doom in. And for me, it was a godsend. So when I you know, contacted them, told them my story and everything, I was, they were ecstatic to have me a part of their company to help them. The one thing A lot of people do not know about this company. And the reason for that is because when these devices come into the United States, they have to, they're approved by the FDA, but they have to prove for the insurance company that it actually does what it does. And that's about $5 million. Wow. Yeah. So these small companies are not able to do that. So they have gone about this and putting it into various hospitals that can get grants, various things, so that it is offered to the women. Well, I so happened to fall into one of those hospitals that had the grant, and I was bound and determined to do it. It was about $500 each session. But for me, it was I didn't care because it was that important to me. Well, I found out once they knew I was dead set on it, they told me that there was a grant and that I would not have to pay. So there are other things that can be done. And a lot of hospitals have ways for you to get around paying for it. But if the insurance companies are not going to do it themselves, I want to take it to the people because we need to treat the whole person and not just pieces of a person. Absolutely. So with that, 
I think the more and more I speak out about this and share my journey through cancer, I am happy to say I'm cancer-free. Yay. Yay, is <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> and your hair is beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. So I, I want other women to... To feel that, I don't know what you would call it, that um, normalcy when everything is so bad inside you and you still kind of look like yourself. It just, you're, you're treating the whole person, not just a part of a person, is the only way I know how to describe it. And so for many women now, I didn't know how many women have had breast cancer it doesn't seem like it's a real topic that most people talk about until I start. In, and I'm a wildflower, of course. I'm so quiet in me, please. <laughs> I, uh, I speak to everyone. Everyone is a friend. And so the more I speak to people, the more I find that they've had breast cancer. And I tell them about it. And so they tell me that they have somebody that's going through it or they're about to go through it. And it's starting to pick up so people you know, can try it out. And more and more, uh, hopefully we can get the insurance companies to change their way and get this done. You know, that that would be awesome. Because what you said about treating the whole is true. And women have a not that men aren't vain, but women, because of how society has put our looks and our bodies out there to be judged. For women, it is hard to go through that, number one, and you explained it so well, and then to not feel good about yourself anymore. Thank you for being a spokeswoman for <laughs> everything that is happening to you, and I'm so sorry that things are happening to you, but you truly are wanting to really use your voice to make a difference here in our world. And you have done that and you are doing that. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for that. And so I want to, before you go on, I want to ask you a question about the, and you have to help me with this pronunciation again, the autonom, the autonomic neuropathy. Yes. Uh, Why? So you ended up with this through surgery Others end up with this, like NFL players and other football players or soccer, whatever, through concussions or other injuries. Can you kind of walk me through the physicality of... Sure. The connection is the the nervous system is what has been damaged. So with the concussions, that's one way to affect the nervous system. Mine was through the accident and putting in the artificial device and that's affected the nervous system. So there are many, many ways you can do it and once it's damaged, it's forever. So it can only get worse. So mine took place when I had surgery and it was at the lower part of my back. Theirs usually takes place in the head or they have a hit that does something to their back or their neck that messes up the the nervous system impingement on your nerves all of those things add up after a while 
and there's really nothing out there that they can do for it. So a lot of people treat the pain, and we mask, you know, the real issues with with narcotics or what have you instead of trying to get to the bottom line and if there is something that we can do for it and there really isn't at this point except to treat the chronic pain yes and the worst part about that is i i've gone through a lot and the one thing I wanted to do was get off narcotics as soon as possible, simply because I didn't like the way they made me feel. And I knew I was going to be living with chronic pain the rest of my life. And I didn't quite know how I was going to do that to not let that hold me back. So it was a lot of doing meditation, yoga, it was a combination of things to build my mind, to make it strong, to be able to block out the pain mixed with certain drugs that are not narcotics that help me control it. But I think most of us have no idea how mentally strong we are. We rely on so many other things that we do not know what our own body can do if we put it to work. So the one thing I always say to people is, on a scale of 1 to 10, where are you? And if they say a 9, you really and truly want to help them through it, see what they've tried, see what they're doing, and see if they have the space in their mind to go through some of the mind exercises that I do with people. But the neat thing about all of this that I'm talking about is that I find different uh, companies out there that have different ways of helping people. And because they fall in the same category as the, the diagnostic hat, they cannot uh, provide their equipment to people that would help them out immensely such as the Brain Master. The Brain Master can be hooked up to a person, and they can tell you where the pain is, if it's physical or if it's mental. Why do we not have that in every hospital, everywhere you go, so that we know what is an addiction? Well, because the law right now prohibits it. And so... They have to go through the $5 million case study in the United States. They're a small company, and they cannot do that. So your pharmaceuticals are winning in so many ways, and we're not trying alternatives. And I think that's the big thing that I'm pushing for is that if we want to change the addiction habits, then we must give alternatives. You cannot take away something and not give something. And that's coming from somebody that knows what it's like to have full-blown pain and trying various things that I can find light at the very dark tunnel. You are so amazing listening to you. So are you going to be lobbying up in... You're shaking your head, yes. So <laughs> lobbying is on your list of things to do with a positive imprint and that that's going to be a whole new beast for you there it will 
It will. There's just, there's so many that are in this. And we fall prey to a lot of things that go on in the United States where it blocks certain politicians from doing things because it may upset your pharmaceuticals. Money is what drives the country and who makes the decisions. So you combine the two, it makes it more and more difficult to get things done. And I've lobbied, and we thought we were going to get a few things done, and in the 11th hour, things went sideways. So for me, I think that if I take it to the people, enough demand for it, we're going to get it done. That's the power of the people. And there are a lot of listeners who agree with you, and they will be right there with you with a voice. And... I'm inviting all the listeners, any way you can do it, send emails to Christy. So you're, you've been doing all of these things to provide not just a better life for yourself. I mean, that's how it started, was to provide yourself with some sort of comfort to get through this chronic pain. And then it has just, boom, just burst into this forever absolute loving heart coming from this prize fighter <laughs> who's making a difference in the world. So I have a, a quick question about Brainmaster. Yes. Or, or any of these companies that you've met, or not companies that you met, but the people within the companies. Yes. Can they, do they have any future, I know in the United States it's going to be difficult, but do they have a future in Europe or Australia or or South America? where they can at least get their their innovative invention going in those countries and they can raise five million and then get it over here in the United States? Well, the great thing is a lot of these things are created in other countries. And these small companies usually get FDA approval. The biggest thing that holds people back from trying them is because the insurance companies do not cover the costs. Now, if you have the money, you can do both of these different things. But the money is usually the restriction that people go through because insurance doesn't does not help. So that's the big drawback on this. And that's where we need to open the door up and look at other options if we are going to want to stop being a band-aid treating country. And that's and that's getting to the root of the problem getting to the root of the problem. You know, there's a, a gal, I think you listened to her on the podcast, Shelly White. She's over at Simmons University. It was called, her episode, that the one I featured was Human Rights, What is Our Global Obligation? And she states that there has to be an equity where treatment is available for everybody. Yes. And she's yes. been working towards that. But Christy, it's she's had her mentors working before her, and now she's doing this. It just seems like a never-ending chore or job or or just just never-ending. And it gets, I'm so glad you're not getting frustrated and that you keep pushing because we need people like you and like Shelly and others who are pushing for this. And the more people, and it's a lot of it is because people don't know yes, about it. It is, and we ha and getting the word out is so important. 
And so you with your ways, me with the podcast, Shelly with her research, I mean, anything that we can do. Christy, wow. Thank you for doing what you do. And, and I don't want to cut you off. So go ahead with uh, what you're going to continue. No, no, it's, I think we have to join forces with everyone that's trying to make a positive imprint. Everybody wonders, how do you keep the spirit of, of wanting to be alive? How are you so happy? How are you moving forward? And I think of it as you have a choice. You can wallow in it and have self-pity, or you can pull yourself up as far as you can and fake it until you can get to a higher ground. And I think it's amazing for me. If I can help one person a day, I have done my job on this earth. And helping somebody is basically just smiling, saying hi, making eye contact. We don't do that anymore. Our attitudes are everything. If we are, you want to think about what you're grateful for before you start your day. So your mindset is in a positive mode. I know for me, some mornings are very difficult to get up because I'm racing through my mind of the pain and how am I going to do this? And I've learned to just maybe pop in a one of my favorite comedians and listen to listen to that person um, and start laughing. And it'll keep me from you know going over and over in my head the day, and it sets me on a great mood for the day. So it's just little things that we can do to help ourselves get in the right direction and to make it as positive as possible for yourself and get your mind off of the things that are really bogging you down because worrying doesn't get you too far. So we have to do something more about it. You can either do something or you have to just play it out and learning how to play it out is finding other ways of, of, hoping and being a part of the positive side of people contact that day because we all struggle we have our all of us have our own stories and I think it's important for everyone to look around and if you see someone struggling talk to them see what you can do to help I'm not saying solve their problems but I'm saying treat them as a human being with some kindness and it goes a long, long way. Christy Sobel, thank you so much for giving your life, I mean truly, giving your life to the people. Thank uh, you. To make it a better tomorrow. That's thank what it's all about. So thank you very much for having me on. Oh, thank you for your inspirations. Wow, what an inspiring person. Truly a prize fighter. Well, I'm so thrilled about my podcast and the fact that it is global, where I can share these conversations with you wherever you are worldwide. Positive achievements are certainly inspiring positive actions. The fantastic music is composed and performed by Chris Knoll, another positive imprint on our planet. One of the songs on today's episode is Homeward, from his Songs of the Wide Horizon album. Check him out at his website, chrisknoll.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. You can listen from my website, yourpositiveimprint.com, and also sign up for email updates. I'm also available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite podcast platform. 
please leave positive reviews, follow me on Facebook and Instagram, and download my episodes. Subscribe or follow my podcast now. Your Positive Imprint. What's your P.I.?